0: Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, it's Trek Tuesday, and today a vintage conversation with Jeffrey Combs, who's played quite a few characters on Star Trek throughout the years. I was joined by Dr. Howard Margolin of Destiny's The Voice of Science Fiction.
1: You're known for playing... Two roles on the same series, which is a very unusual situation, especially in a recurring character, both Weyun and Brunt on Deep Space Nine. I think that's the first time that anybody's ever done that in a recurring capacity, isn't that true? Yeah, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches. Uh, Actually, during the, uh, when when, when it was in its heyday, and, uh, you know, my agent would call and say, uh, you know, they want to book you. I got to actually say uh, which role, and my agents would go, "Oh, that's right. Let me call you back. I don't know." No. There were actually a few days where I would be in one makeup and then go back to the makeup trailer, get completely out of that, and get into the other one to finish off an episode. Or something. there was one episode where I was in both. I was both characters in the episode, so. Uh, a rare occurrence indeed, um, and don't think that at the time I didn't know it, you know. It's not one of those situations where I took it for granted at all. I was was then and always have been very grateful for that. But, you know, having come from the theater and, and believed in versatility of the actor, um, it was a nice dream come true to actually see it, you know personify itself like that because uh, it's very rare indeed sci-fi talk continues so stay tuned would you have wanted way you to meet brunt yeah i actually had an idea where they would never say a word to each other but they would uh, walk down the hall uh, coming from opposite directions pass each other nod take a few steps and then stop and then turn around and look at each other and then continue on. Nothing, you know, nothing said, nothing, uh, not a word of dialogue. However, that would have taken uh, really literally days because with doubles, uh, the, the, the time it takes to get into the makeup, out of the makeup, it, it, uh, Paying me twice, uh, it would have, it would have, it was a sort of a logistical uh, uh, and expensive uh, gag. So we did the next best thing actually in that episode. You know, they actually cut from one character to a scene where the other one was in it. So, next best thing, I suppose.
0: I thought what was funny was how many times Wei would die, so one actor gets like one good death scene,
1: and you got so many. And that sort of came out of uh, necessity because the first time I played Wei Yun uh, in the script, the character died; uh, he was killed. Uh, I might add by Clarence Williams the Third, which I always thought was really cool. So, Link from Mod Squad killed me. Yes. That was totally stoked about that, but uh, I'm showing my geekdom here. But once they saw the dailies and they realized that they liked this character, they probably did a Homer Simpson, Oh, you know, what do we do? And they quickly sort of came up with the sci-fi solution of just cloning him. And then it became sort of a running joke where, you know, I'd get killed and then in the next scene I'd walk in a lot of the actors were uh, worried that their character would get killed off. Um, I didn't have that worry. <laughs> Go ahead. It doesn't matter. I think what was cool,
0: too, is you also defined the Andorians in Enterprise and were actually in the last episode and all. Uh, kind of a noble thing. His character evolved during the course of the series, too.
1: Yes, he did. I mean, and, and, and once again, that was... Uh, when they asked me to do you know, to come on to Enterprise, you know, they graciously just asked me if I would do it without really specifying what the role was. I was a little reticent, because I'd done so much, so many Deep Space Nines, and I just kind of felt, you know, I've sort of done the Star Trek thing, I'm not sure about that. And then they pointed out that it was an Andorian, and being a Original Series fan, um, I, I, I realized that that was a cool opportunity. And having, and then got, getting the script, I really sort of realized that I could uh, maybe bring something to an edge and a whole different way of looking uh, at the Andorians as a species to the to the project. Well, my real main question when I agreed to do it before I read the script was, it really, honestly, was, does he die? Because if I was going to do this, I wanted to have the door open that I could, you know, come back and and portray the character again. So I'm glad all that worked out.
0: So, What were the makeup challenges involved in having mechanical
1: antennae on your head? Well, it was kind of a work in progress. I mean, they, they were really quite well done, but, you know, like most things, it's kind of designed on the fly a little bit so that the apparatus, which was actually kind of a, uh, a little thin plastic helmet that had to be attached to my head before makeup was put on, uh, that thing didn't quite fit very well. And um, the first few times uh, I was relying uh, quite a bit on aspirin or Tylenol or... Anything they could give me because it was a bit like a, a vice on my head. But they went back and kind of conformed it to, you know, like my actual size of my head, and, uh, you know, I, I had some relief. Um, a little bit distracting because they're uh, in the right up the top part of my neck on the back of my skull is a little gearbox. Uh, with a radio control on my belt wired down my neck to a radio box uh, controlled the antenna and the little gearbox had a little whirring little little gears in there and um, I was very afraid that that would be you know, in the middle of a dialogue I would hear and get distracted by it but honestly uh, once the cameras were rolling I don't ever, ever recall hearing gearbox so i must have been you know i must have just zeroed down into a place where you know i I wasn't hearing it and fortunately you know the other concern was that it would um that the microphone the boom up ahead up above my head would would pick it up too but uh they managed to get around that too sci-fi talk
0: returns in a moment the 4400, unfortunately, was just canceled, but I loved your character and his relationship with Summer with Summer Glau in the show. It was very much like a David and Lisa kind of relationship, and I really liked that.
1: That's a, that's a, that's a good uh, analogy for it. It was sort of a, a May-September sort of romance. I like the vagary of it. I like that they were s- sort of spiritually deeply committed to each other, but we didn't have to get into the... Uh, Specifics of um, are they, is it a platonic relationship? Is, there, is it physical? It, you know, it didn't matter. It's not important. What's important is that they were there for each other, and uh, time space continuum had absolutely nothing to do with how they related or felt about each other but they knew you knew that they were deeply devoted to each other having said that you know uh, I talked with the uh, IRA and he said if if, if he could have because of her availability summer was sort of obligated to um, the Sarah Connor chronicles he would have got uh, married them in the last episode but we weren't able to do that so that, that was sort of a Interesting fact that I I didn't know he was thinking about. Your movie House of Reanimator is supposed to be coming out this year. How does it? No, no, it's not. Oh, it's not. Is it it being made? It's not going to be made. It's not going to be made. Oh, so much for that question. I'm sorry.
0: Speaking speaking of question though, I do have one about your Justice League question. I thought that was great. One of your best uh, performances, even though it was just your voice, obviously.
1: Thank you. I I love that um, I love that. being part of that, you know, I don't really pursue voiceover work. Uh, they, they kind of uh, came to me and asked me if I, w- I would do that, so I was thrilled to do it. It was always nice to go into those recording sessions because you really never knew who was going to be in there, uh, you know, uh, Virginia Madsen or, uh, you know, or uh, Robert Forster or uh, it was just um, always a... A really nice surprise. Oh, that guy is so cool. Um, you know, that's a whole other technique, uh, voiceover stuff. Uh, it's, uh, but a challenging one. I, yeah, I enjoy it. They drew you well, too. Uh, not my world. <laughs> I have to have no control over that. But it was cool with the fedora and uh, and everything. It's cool. Well, in addition to voiceover work, you have done at least one audiobook. I have a recording of you reading. The complete reanimator series by H.P. Lovecraft. I, Did you? Was that your project yourself? Yeah, that was just mine. That was a long time ago. I'd kind of forgotten about that. Um, yeah, just kind of a long time ago, I thought, you know, that someone ought to maybe just do a book on tape of the original Lovecraft tale. I had to edit some of it because it was a serial. It was in a, a pulp magazine and uh recaps you know you can't really read all of them because it it gets rather uh repetitive so i did some judicious editing as i went along but uh, hopefully it's uh it's of a piece as they say last question is there anything that you're working on that we can look forward to seeing you um i'm leaving um next week uh, to go to Louisiana to shoot a movie called The Darkest Evil, which I actually find sort of a funny title, uh, as opposed to what? The, the lighter evil? The, uh, <laughs> the it's, it's silly title, but Darkest Evil. And I just got through doing a voiceover, actually, for a, 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 a comic book that they're going to um... Not really make live action, but sort of shoot the uh, the panels and uh, with voiceover. Uh, a kind of a cool uh, comic book called uh, The Night Driver, which is a very dark, sort of noirish kind of night gallery sort of thing. Look it up on the internet, it's kind of cool.
0: Definitely catch all of Jeffrey Coombs' work. And actually, a few years ago, he was doing a one-man show as Edgar Allan Poe. I hope some of you had the privilege to catch that.
1: Hi, I'm George Takei, and I listen to Sci-Fi Talk.